This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. And 4.06 on a gray Sunday afternoon. Welcome, everyone, to the Employment Hour. Uh, I am Lior Samfuro, your host for this evening. Usually I have with me here the, the guy with the big voice, as I like to call him, John Scholes. Well, John is on vacation today, uh, hopefully having a great time. And uh, I'm here my, by myself today, so I'm going to he- be here for the next hour till 5 o'clock to talk to you about employment law and to talk to you about workplace rights. And this is a call-in show, folks, so please give us a call. Let's talk about your workplace problems 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Give us a call till 5 o'clock and let's solve some problems. Let's make sure we can help you with uh, any workplace issues that you're dealing with. You know, we're here every week, but for some people, this may be the very first time you're here, hearing our show, hearing about the employment hour. Uh, I, they call me the employment lawyer. You know, that's not that original a name, but it's probably a fair description because that is what I do. I'm an employment lawyer. I head up the team at Sam Fear to Market, and my job when I'm not here on the air is to, to solve these problems. And I have the, uh, uh, I have the pleasure and the privilege to speak with many, many people uh, from all around the province about their workplace rights, about the, the issues that they're facing on their job. Uh, and what I always say, folks, is there are solutions to all your problems. There are solutions to most workplace situations. You gotta, you gotta make the call. You gotta understand what those rights are. So tune in with us right now. Uh, I'll hopefully educate you and please give us a call because by calling us, not only hopefully you can help yourself in your situation, you'll be helping others that are listening right now that may are, may be facing the exact same problem. So again, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on cell. Uh, I always like to start off with uh, what I call the week that was. A couple situations that came across my desk over the past few days just to kind of get us uh, warm and revved up for uh, what's about to come for the rest of the show. I spoke with a lady that had worked for uh, in, in a hotel for about seven years, but for the first three years, she was considered to be casual. Uh, and even though she worked fairly consistent hours, about 20 hours a week, after a few years, she became full-time. Well, she was recently let go. And when the company let her go, they said, well, you're only really a four-year employee. We're not going to include your first three years as a casual employee. And because of that, we're going to only pay you severance based on four years. She called me. She wanted to know if that's right. Well, folks, no, that was not right. That was not even close to being right. Her legal rights are based on seven years. The fact that they called her casual doesn't mean that she doesn't have seniority. If you have a job, that time you spend on the job counts towards your seniority. And that's important when you lose your job because the more seniority you have, the more severance you get. So whether you're casual, part-time, on contract, all of that counts. So it's not, in this case, just four years. She's a seven-year employee. Now, I, I assessed her as being owed about eight months of severance. They offered her four months of severance, so that's half of what she's owed. So I'm going to help her get what she's owed, but I wanted to bring this up here to remind everyone that, again, if you have a job, full-time, part-time, a few hours, not a few hours, doesn't matter what the title is, you're an employee. You have a job, which means that time counts, and if you lose that job, all your seniority, all your service counts when it comes to assessing your entitlements. Remember that, uh, and uh, we have a call right off the bat here. Uh, we'll, uh, uh, we'll head over to the line, and Robert, how are you this evening? 
I'm just fine, Leo. How are you today? I'm doing great, Robert. How can I help you? Well, I've got a full-time employer, and uh, it's an abbreviated work week. And because of that, I've managed to secure another position with another company doing the same thing. Um, and so now I end up working seven days a week. Um, but it's okay. I don't mind putting in the hours. It's uh, the, the way I'm geared. However, we've recently been handed a uh, from, from employer A, let's call that. Employer A has recently requested that all the employees sign a, a confidentiality agreement and employment contract. Um, in the confidentiality agreement, it states that we are not allowed to work for another company in the same field. Um, we are to devote all of our time and efforts to company A um, and not to a, any other company that would be a competitor. Um, I'm kind of at odds with that kind of thing because uh, as far as I would see this, it's restricting my ability to earn an honest living put bread on the table, roof over my head, and, you know, support my family as I see fit. And the other thing that I can see about this also is that there's many, many newcomers to Canada, and I welcome every one of them. Many of those people get two and sometimes even three jobs to make ends meet to try and make their way in Canada. Right. So because I'm a Canadian citizen, why am I going to be restricted from doing the same thing that a newcomer does? So, so here's the thing, Robert. The problem with that is that they're trying to change the terms of employment. If the deal from the beginning was you have to work for us and you can't work for anyone else in the similar, similar industry, and that was the agreement that you reached with them in the beginning, well, okay, they can do that. They can't say once you're already working there, once you already are employed, now we want to change the terms. Now we want to say, wait a second, exactly we don't want you. what's happening. Exactly. So here's the problem. Uh, the problem is if they impose that, they impose that situation, you're already working somewhere else, they're not going to be happy. The reality, though, is, is this, Robert. They're allowed to let you go legally. An employer can let anyone go as long as severance is paid. So could they let you go? Yes. But that would be what we call a termination without cause, which means they would have to pay you severance. So I would be very honest with them. What you don't want to do is you don't want to sign an agreement that says you're not going to do something that you're already doing. So I would tell them, I'm already working for this company. I'm going to continue working with you. I don't have any conflict in that sense. So, and, and if they're okay with that, terrific. If they have a problem, you may have to make a choice between the jobs if they want to let you go. But what I can tell you is if they try to suggest to you, uh, Robert, that they can let you go without severance, that would be nonsense. They cannot do that under any okay, circumstances. Now that's, that's the second part of the deal that's going on with this um, uh, employment contract. Yes. In two places there, it states, according to the Labor Standards Act of British Columbia, <clears throat> excuse me, and there is no wording in there whatsoever of common law. So, so here's what they're trying to do, Robert. Well with me. The they're trying to limit your termination entitlements. The only time a company wants you to sign an employment agreement, once you're already working, is to limit your entitlements. It's to provide them with a better deal. So what you need to do is to say thanks, but no thanks. Now, to be fair, I'd like to see the agreement myself. So what I propose is this, uh, Robert. Let me read it. Let me send it to okay. me. I'm going to give you my contact information no, right no, now. No, 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 no. Leo, please, I'm going to stop you right there. Leah has this information. Beautiful. Okay. So terrific. If you wish so, to review so, so, it. So she's going to review it, and we're going to obviously 
uh, do whatever we can to help you. So, and my contact information, my team's contact information for anyone out there is one eight five five eight two one fifteen nine hundred or help at employmenthour.com. Uh, before we uh, take a break, I think we're going to take another call. Uh, Wayne, how are you today? Good. How are you today? Doing terrific. How can I help you? Um, I work for a company. I'm an electrician. I worked for a company for just over six years, and he terminated me. But he didn't give me a, a severance package the day he terminated. He made me wait, work another two weeks to cover that severance pay, and he was supposed to give me hours, but he didn't hardly give me any hours at all. So in the two weeks that I worked, I maybe worked two or three days, and then he called me that said that was my severance pay. Wow. Now, Wayne, there was no union, right? No. Okay. And you've been there for six years, uh, an electrician, I guess. And how old are you, Wayne? Uh, right now, I was uh, 62 at the time. How long ago was that? Um, six years ago. So about five yeah. years ago. So, so the bad news is that you're out of time to do something. You probably would have been out about eight, even nine months, months, not weeks of pay, uh, Wayne, but because uh, you're out of time, there's a two-year limitation period. There's nothing that we we can do here, and and I wish I could help you. You obviously were wrong. This was a wrongful dismissal, and many people are in that situation. They may not appreciate what they're owed, and they think my employer is dealing with me fairly when they're not really doing that. So, Wayne, I'm gonna have to have to give you that bad news, and I'm sorry. But for everyone else out there, folks, uh, you know, don't make that mistake. Don't let that happen to you. If you lost your job, uh, if you have any problem, call me one eight five five eight two one fifteen nine hundred or help at employmenthour.com. We're going to take a break, but in the meantime, give us more calls. We have lines open. Uh, call us t- right now on the show at six zero four two eight zero nine eight nine eight or star nine eight nine eight on the cell. Uh, we'll be back here in a minute, folks. And welcome back to the Employment Hour on Global News Radio 980 CKNW. This is uh, Lior Samfira flying solo for this Sunday afternoon. Uh, lines are open here, so uh, let's uh, let's make some calls and let's talk to you uh, folks. Give us a call at 604-280-9898 or star 9898. And back to the lines we go. Uh, we have uh, Norman. Norman, how are you this evening? Oh, not bad. How are you doing? We're doing great here, Norman. Uh, what, what can we do for you? Well, I'm confused. Like, I'm 62. I've been living in my home for over 40 years. Um, no criminal record. I had some tenants in my home, you know, as, as a roommate. Um, all of a sudden, one evening, they decided to make a phone call. They hadn't paid rent for a while. And I'm thrown into pretrial. I am restricted from being to my home. I cannot access anything, but yet they're still in my home. Norm, Norm, this is, this, is a, Norm this is a show about employment law. Did you have an employment law question? Oh, I'm sorry. It's off the track. <laughs> no uh, worries, uh, Norm. All the best to you, Norm. It's okay. Uh, so yeah, we are at the Employment Hour. We're here to talk about employment law. And, of course, if you don't want to call us on the show, if you want to talk to me privately, you can always call me at the office, one eight five five. Eight two one fifteen nine hundred, or just email me at help at employmenthour dot com. 
Uh, and, you know, just before the break, we were talking uh, with a caller who lost his job and uh, was given two weeks' notice after six years of employment. What a terrible situation. He was older, 62 years old at, at the time, electrician. And remember, your termination entitlements are based on three main factors, your age, your position, and the length of your employment. And for him, that amounted to about eight months of severance. He got two weeks' notice, and that's it. So he was owed another seven, eight months of pay here. Unfortunately, because this happened six years ago, we can't go back that far. We can't help him. There's a two-year limitation period. That is very unfortunate. And, and these types of calls, I get every day. And it, nothing upsets me more than to give these bad news to people that I can't help you. I can't help you because too much time has passed. So don't let that happen to you. If you lost your job or if you haven't, but you're dealing with a workplace problem, let's deal with it head on. Let's deal with it now. Let's not wait until it's too late to do something about it. So call us on, on the show right now or call me at the office. Uh, happy to talk. And really, there's no such thing as bad question. Now, in between calls, I wanted to talk about a couple of things. One of them I wanted to talk about, one of the things I want to talk about is some common mistakes that employers make uh, mistakes that if you're having a if you have a job or if you own a company you're likely going to see these mistakes there's some common mistakes that employers make because they don't know any better because they don't necessarily appreciate what their legal obligations are i'm not being hard on employers i'm just telling you the way it is and i see these mistakes coming up very often so i want to talk about these mistakes because if you're an employer you may uh, learn something here or if you're an employee you may see your employer doing these things and you need to know what your rights are so let's talk about some of those mistakes and, and the first one I'll talk about probably the biggest one is that is when an employer terminates an employee's employment the employer often does not understand the difference between what we call the Employment Standards Act and common law so let's be very clear the Employment Standards Act is a statute that outlines certain minimums that every employee is entitled to have it outlines what minimum wages, it outlines what the minimum amount of vacation you have to get, and it also outlined the minimum amount of termination compensation that you have to get if you lost your job. But that is only a minimum. And every single employee is entitled to much more than that, okay? Every single employee under our common law. And employers often don't understand that. Employer think, employers often think that the Employment Standards Act is the, the be-all and end-all of termination of employment. And under the Employment Standards Act, an employee is only owed one to eight weeks of notice or severance, and that's it, per year of service. That's it. That's it. One week per year of service to a maximum of eight weeks, full stop. So you may lose your job, and after three years, the employer says, oh, here's three weeks pay. After seven years, they'll say, here's seven weeks pay. Off you go wrong that in fact not only is it wrong it's a wrongful dismissal because under common law your full termination entitlements can be three five ten twenty times that and that's really all that matters and if an employer doesn't understand that distinction and many employers don't they're going to wrongfully dismiss employees without even intending to do so so by all means, you have to now understand that that distinction. You have to understand what your full entitlements are, employers or employees. And I created a tool, severancepaycalculator.com, that allows anyone to find out how much severance you're actually owed. Works the same for employers or employees. So check it out right now. Maybe you lost your job or maybe you're worried about losing your job. Severancepaycalculator.com tells you what you're owed. And employers make that mistake all the time, very, very often. Uh, another mistake employers make is they often, they don't take the time to ensure that their employment agreements are enforceable. 
Now, an employment agreement, let's be very clear, benefits an employer, okay? If you're an employer, you need to have an employment agreement. If you're an employee, you would much rather not have one. You would much rather work on a handshake, okay? You'd, you'd rather not have to worry about an employment agreement. An employment agreement benefits the employer, full stop. But oftentimes, employers don't make sure that their employment agreements are enforceable. They don't draft them properly. They uh, don't have the employee sign it before they start working. Uh, they don't give a new employment agreement when the job changes. So an employment agreement may actually be not enforceable. So I want an employee to understand, if you're just, let's say you lost your job and you have an employment agreement in, the, in there that you've signed and you think, well, the employment agreement limits my entitlements. Well, that agreement may actually not be enforceable. Uh, for various reasons. And employers often make that mistake and employees often assume that their employment agreements are enforceable. So don't let that happen to you. Don't make that mistake because in many, many situations, they're not. Uh, another mistake, very, very common, is employers believe that probationary periods are automatic or that they're assumed. So I just hired you. Well, it's automatic that say for the first three months you're on probation. No, it is not, okay? A probationary period is not automatic. A probationary period has to be created in an employment agreement. So the only time you're on probation is if you sign a document, an employment agreement, a job offer, a contract that says you're on probation. If you have not signed that, you're not on probation. So that's very important to, to remember that. So if you lose your job, even after one month or two months, you may well be entitled to severance. The employer may not realize that. The employer may think, well, no, you just started two months ago, so you're still on probation, so we're going to let you go. We're not going to have to pay you anything. Not so fast. You may well be entitled to it. So probation is not assumed. We'll talk more about probation later in the show, but I want everyone to understand this is a very common mistake that employers make. It's one of those things that uh, there's a lot of confusion out there. So I wanted to, to bring it up here. Uh, and I, not only, by the way, do you get severance even after one or two or three months of employment, in fact, your severance may be disproportionately higher. Oftentimes, short service employees are treated disproportionately better. You could be getting more severance. You could get four, five, six months severance even after working for a couple of months. So that's just the way the law works. So important to understand that probation is not assumed. Another mistake. Another mistake, and we're talking about mistakes that employers make here, not because they're bad, because they don't know any better. So employers and employees, you both need to know these things. This mistake has to do with overtime. The mistake is that employers often don't pay overtime to salaried employees. They think that if you're on salary, you don't get overtime, or they don't pay overtime because they didn't approve it. So let's be very clear. Salaried or hourly employee, you both get overtime. It doesn't matter if you get a salary, you still get overtime. Same thing if the employer hasn't approved the overtime, but you had to work it to get the job done, your employer still has to pay for it. Okay, so very, very important. And it could be a huge difference. I spoke with someone just last week that over the past two years was underpaid about $30,000 in probation. So very important to, to remember that. Now, for, uh, overtime is paid after eight hours a day or 40 hours a week. And that's it. Salary or hourly. And if you're on a salary, your salary is only good for 40 hours a week. Anything beyond that, you get time and a half. And if not, then that's a violation of the Employment Standards Act. That's illegal. You cannot be deprived of that overtime. And I've seen so many cases over the years where employers say, well, I didn't approve it. 
<clears throat> well, if you had to work it, if it's legitimate, because you had a, you had work to do. And even if the company didn't approve it, if you didn't ask permission, but you can show that you work it, they have to pay it. So uh, those are some common mistakes that employers make. And I want us to all remember that uh, the laws here don't make exceptions. Laws apply to everyone. If you're struggling with a workplace issue, call us on the show. Call us right now. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on cell. And of course, if you want to talk to me privately, if you don't want to be on air, you just want to talk to me and uh, have a private conversation, call me at the office, 1-855-821-5900, or you can email me at help at employmenthour.com. We'll answer some emails after the break as well and uh, also talk about some probationary employees, some more mistakes that employers make, and taking your calls as well. Uh, so we'll be back after the break. Uh, we're here on the Employment Hour on Global News Radio 980 CKNW. And 4.33 on your Sunday afternoon here. Welcome back to the Employment Hour. I am Lior Samfiro, the employment lawyer flying solo this afternoon. And uh, before we get back to the lines, uh, let's uh, make sure that you all have the the phone, uh, phone number to get us on the show tonight, 604 280 9898 or star 9898 on your cell. And back to the lines we go. Robin, thank you for hanging through the break. Hi there. Um, my question is, is that my employer doesn't pay overtime, but they give us in like lieu in time of. So if I work an extra four hours on a Friday, I get to take it off on a Monday. It, does that count at 1.5 as well? Because you were talking about overtime, that it has to be paid out at one and a half time, or is that one hour for every hour? Excellent question, Robin. And the answer is yes, it needs to be at one and a half. So if you work more than four, uh, eight hours a day, uh, let's say you work 10 hours, then those two hours have to be a time and a half. And the same thing with if you work more than 40 hours, the extra hours have to be a time and a half. So they have to provide you the time in lieu as, as time and a half. Uh, are, are they doing it as straight hours? They are, and uh, you know they—they've been doing it straight hours for years and years, and nobody's—we're we're all scared to complain about it. So, uh, and, but yeah. and that is always, I guess, the problem because you work there and you want to continue working there. So, so you know, ultimately, I think that what one of the things you may be able to do is educate your employer a bit. So, if you contact me off air, I can give you some information, so, some uh, uh, some information you can send them, just some some uh, information from the, from the uh, the statute. And maybe when they read that, they realize, oh, wait a second, we're doing it wrong, and they'll change it. If they don't change it, you have the option, that can, I can help you myself, you can go to the Ministry of Labor to do something about it. Uh, but obviously what they're doing is wrong, Robin. So uh, why don't you reach out to me? You can either email me at help at employmenthour.com or call me at 1-855-821-5900, and I can give you that literature uh, to, uh, to, to show your, your employer. Is that all right? Yeah, that would be awesome. Thank you so much. I love this program. It's it's very much needed because I think a lot of us don't know what the law is, and a lot of us I think are being taken advantage of. So we gotta we gotta make that stop. So thank you so much for your efforts. Thanks, Robin. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. <laughs> and back to the lines we go. Uh, we have uh, Jeff here. How are you doing, Jeff? Good. Thanks. Uh, how can we help you this evening? I was just uh, stumbled across your radio station here. Uh, on Shaw Satellite, and I had a problem that you're talking about. Um, I was employed with UPS Canada, terminated. Um, 
Teamsters Union that was supposed to represent me never did. And it all kind of circulates around uh, harassment over time, like with this overtime thing. I, I worked a lot of overtime. I made um, a low 90000 a year and probably more than the managers. But I signed um, an agreement that would say I don't want to work overtime, you know, and the company still kept on pushing people, pushing and pushing. And in the end, um, I was terminated for not following proper policy methods and procedures, you know, how they have their cliche uh, saying, it's just a generic wording, but they never really could pinpoint, you know, what the policy and procedure was. Um, so I took my argument to the Canada Labour uh, Industrial Relations Board, and that that failed, you know, the because the company UPS hid behind their lawyers. The so, so, Union, so Jeff, let, let me let me stop you, unfortunately, because oh, you're okay. in a situation where, where many people are, and that is because you're a unionized employee, or I guess were a unionized employee. The only one that's allowed to help you is the union. And this is where you would say, well, wait a second, they, they didn't do anything for me or they didn't do a good job. Well, the problem is, even if they don't do a good job, there's really no other recourse that's available to a unionized employee. It has to be the union. So when you're part of a union, you, you know, you live by the union, you die by the union, and there's really no other options. So because of that, you know, I can tell you what should have happened. But the only one that could have done something for you is the union. Uh, and short of kind of, you know, staying on top of the union and making sure that they do their job, there's really not much that a unionized employee can do. And that's the unfortunate thing, Jeff. So I wish I could help you, but is unionized employees, must, most of what we talk about on the show won't apply really to unionized employee. There's the collective agreement and only the union that can help you, uh, Jeff. So th that's how that works. And, and that's an important lesson there for everyone out there. You know, if, if you're part of a union, you have to go to the union. And if they don't help you, you know, push them, uh, threaten them if you have to. But beyond that, there's not much you could do. Uh, call us now on the show, by the way, always at uh, 604 280 9898 or star 9898 on your cell. Uh, going back to the lines, we have uh, Matt. How are you doing this afternoon? Very good. How are you doing today? Doing terrific. Uh, what's uh, what's happening? My question is, I have been working for a company, like a restaurant, last 10 years, and we are not in good terms. So in case if he fired me, what's my benefit? So how long have you worked there for? 10 years. 10 years. Uh, and, and how old are you, Matt? I'm uh, 50. So if he lets you go, you probably would be owed as much as a year's pay, 12 months of, of, of pay. That's what's at stake. Now, he's allowed to let you go as long as he's paying you that one year's pay. Uh, and, and is there a particular reason why you think you're, he's going to let you go? I don't know. I think we are not in good terms. So I don't, I don't, think, I don't see any reason about well, you know, yeah, if he if he does yeah. decide to after ten years, uh, you could be looking as much as a year's pay. So if that happens, uh, uh, Matt, you give me a call. I'll make sure that you get what you're owed. Uh, you can always reach me at help at employmenthour.com or at one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Does that answer the question, Matt? Very appreciated. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Matt. Take care. Uh, and again, for for everyone else out there, you know, you, you may not have lost your job. You may not uh, be on the chopping block, but you always have to have that information, which is why I mentioned earlier 
the Severance Pay Calculator website at severancepaycalculator.com. Anyone can go on there and find out right now how much they're owed, the actual amount, the actual severance that's owed to them. Uh, it's free. It's easy to use. It's anonymous. There's no strings attached. You couldn't put in a credit card number if you tried. Uh, it's strictly there for your benefit. So go to severancepaycalculator.com, and if you think if you lose your job, you only get a, year, a week's pay per year of service or two weeks pay per year of service, you'd be very surprised to learn that that is not the case at all. Absolutely not. Now, before we uh, took a break and took some calls, uh, I told you we'll get some uh, to some emails. So I have an email that I received from uh, Jordan. Uh, he says, uh, Lior, my boss keeps threatening me that I'm going to be fired. I also have emails from him saying that I'm on the chopping block. This stresses me out beyond belief. What can I do? <laughs> yeah, I, I can imagine that would stress someone out. Can you imagine going to work every day when you're t- being told your days are numbered? Well, here's the thing. That is not a healthy environment. If you go to work and you're being told every other moment, uh, we're going to let you go, or your, your days are numbered, you're not going to be a productive employee. That's not a good environment. That's what I call a poison work environment. And no one should have to operate and work in a poison work environment. So what does this mean for Jordan? Well, that means that the very very threat of letting them go, the very fact that they created this poison work environment may result in what we call a constructive dismissal. They've created, his employer did, a situation that makes it very difficult for Jordan to continue working makes it difficult for him to wake up in the morning and go to work. And because of that, he may be able to treat his employment as being terminated, leave, and get his severance. So this is very important to remember that if you're a victim of workplace harassment, for example, mistreatment, and this poison environment is created, you may actually be able to leave there with severance because you shouldn't have to take it. So I'm, I would tell Jordan, Jordan, give me a call. Let's speak. You can always reach me at one 855 821-5900 or help at employmenthour.com and I'll help you make sure that you get what you are owed and you don't have to suffer. And the same thing applies to you. Uh, we're going to take a break uh, in just a moment. So we have some lines open and uh, you can call us right now on the show at 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on cell. Uh, Bob, I see you there. Hang on. We'll, we'll take your call after the break. Uh, This is the Employment Hour on Global News Radio 980 CKNW. Back in a minute. And welcome back to the Employment Hour. No John Scholes tonight, just uh, me, the employment lawyer, Lior Samfiru. Uh, It's 4.45 p.m. And back to talk about employment law, workplace rights, severance, harassment, uh, discrimination, all those things that are so important. And our calls are top priority always. So we're going to go back to the lines. Bob, how are you this afternoon? I'm fine, thanks, Leo. And thank you for taking my call. No problem. How can I help you? Leo, I was employed for 13 years with a company, uh, terminated with two weeks severance, and I was going to bring action against them, but I had uh, I was picked up by their competitor uh, two weeks later. Am I still entitled to the uh, my uh, uh, severance? So, is it fair to say that your new compensation is about the same what you were making with the previous company? Yeah, it was exactly the same, roughly. Yes. And, and you got two, two weeks pay, uh, Bob, after what, 13 years of employment? That's correct. So the the thing is this. When you find a job very quickly, you're able to do what we call mitigate your losses. 
Uh, right. What that means is beyond the time when you find a job, you don't you don't really have any more losses because you've replaced your income. So this reduces the severance that your former employer has to pay you. Now, your minimum entitlements, by the way, would have been eight weeks. They only gave you two, so you're still owed another six weeks pay. Now, if you hadn't found a job so quickly, you could have been owed another year's pay. That unfortunately, uh, or, or fortunately, I guess depending on your perspective, is not going to happen. But there's still another six weeks paid owed to you. What was your compensation, Bob? How much were you earning? I was earning seventy six thousand a year. And so, uh, yeah, go ahead. It was a number of years ago, and I was also advised that I had seven years to bring action against them. No, unfortunately, there's a two year limitation period. So if it's been a few years, you're out of time. Not much we can do about that, Bob. But you, at a minimum, you would have been owed another six weeks pay. But but you are out of time, unfortunately, Bob. So uh, sorry. I wish I could. I wish I could help you. Uh, and again, another important lesson: time timing matters, folks. Timing does matter. If you run out of time, there's no flexibility there. There's no, uh, you know, well, it's only been a bit longer than the two years. It's two years strictly. So, so don't sit on your rights. Uh, you do have some more time to call us at six zero four. 280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. And back to the lines we go, we have uh, Joe uh, over in uh, Richmond. How are you, Joe? I'm well. How are you? Doing terrific. How can we help? I'm calling on behalf of my husband. He's uh, not here to make the call. But uh, two questions. He's in management. Um, and a couple of things. He's been told because he's in management, they're not entitled to any compensation for statutory holidays. Okay, go ahead. One question. And then the second one is uh, just went from having two consecutive days off a week in a row to uh, changing it where now they want to break up the days off to, um, you know, sort of one at the beginning of the week, one midweek. So let's let's start with, with that in the sense that if they try to change the terms of employment, uh, they can't do that. So if, if he had certain days off and now they want to change that, obviously that's a big deal because that's going to impact everything else uh, that, that he does. And because of that, uh, that that could impact him in a significant way. So he, he the, the easiest way to deal with this is to, to explain to them why that's a problem, why that that's not something that he wants to do. Ultimately, if they say, too bad, uh, we're going to do it anyway, he may be in a position to treat that change as a constructive dismissal and leave with severance. Now, he, he would have to decide whether that's worth it for him or not. How long has he worked there for? Uh, just a couple of years. And uh, he's a manager, you said. And, and how old is your husband? Uh, over 60. So, yeah, he could be out as much as six months' pay uh, in that situation. So because of that, uh, he may not, uh, not want to accept that type of change. Okay, He may not want to... Uh, agree with them that uh, that that's something that uh, is okay. Uh, he may want to treat that as a constructive dismissal. But remember one thing, Joe: if he does, if he allows them to do it for a while, then he's going to be considered to have accepted it. So if they've just implemented this change very recently, or they're talking about it, if he does it, let's say for the next few months, and then he says, "Well, now I don't want to do this anymore." At that point, it may be too late. Uh, so so I, I would urge him to call me before he does anything, before he quits and says, I'm out of here, have him call me. Now, in terms of the, the the statutory holiday, yeah, he needs to contact the Ministry of Labor for that. Obviously, they need to pay him what they need to pay him. Uh, it doesn't sound like this is an employer that may be treating him too well right now. So, uh, Joe, why don't you have him give me a call off air so that he and I can connect and, and see how we can solve some of those problems. 
All right. Um, now, would they have to have changed his employment contract to change his days off? Well, again, they're not really allowed to, to, to change the days off. Whether they put it in the contract or they do it verbally, they're just not allowed to do it. Uh, obviously, if he actually signed a document that says, yes, they're going to change it, and he agrees to it, that's a problem, right? Yeah, so right. so make sure he doesn't sign anything. But if they turn, if they make changes, regardless how they go about doing that, it's not something that they're allowed to do. And it doesn't okay? matter whether you're in management or not. It, it does not matter. It does not matter, no. They cannot even make the change. Holidays. Holidays That's correct. That's correct. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because even with the schedule changes too, it winds up meaning he actually has to work uh, seven days in a row. They're kind of alternating it. So there's a period where he's going to work seven days in a row and then have one day off and then work two days and then have one day off and then go yeah, back. Yeah, and that's not how they used to do it, right? Right. Okay. So 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 yeah, that that is a significant change. So uh, have them call me, 1-855-821-5900, or of course, you can email me uh, at help at employmenthour.com. And uh, with that in mind, we'll continue with our calls this evening, and I guess uh, we have uh, Blaze. How are you today? I'm doing well. How about you? We're doing excellent. Uh, what, uh, what can we help with? Okay, so I'm calling on uh, behalf of my wife. Yeah. Um, she was uh, working for a couple of years. And then uh, was signed. Uh, had to sign a, or not sign, but had to go from hourly to uh, to uh, salary. And then, and then since she'd been salaried, she works, you know, 110, 115 hours uh, every paycheck, but doesn't get overtime for it. Is and she a manager? Saying, uh, yes. So, so managers are usually exempt from overtime. Okay, so if she's a manager, she's actually not owed. Uh, well, that's not that she's not owed. They, they're not required to pay her overtime, uh, and that's unfortunate uh, because they may end up making her work many hours without that extra compensation. But that's one of those ex- exceptions that uh, that apply to manager uh, Blaze is that she doesn't get overtime in those situations. Oh, uh, even going from hourly to salary, like. Uh been working for a few years they're still allowed to you know make her sign a contract regarding no you're going to salary kind of thing that's well i mean she she certainly she didn't have to there's no way they could have required her to do that absolutely not but if they did if she accepted it we can't necessarily go back do you understand what i yeah. mean yeah yeah so so she could absolutely say at the time no I'm, I'm perfectly happy being an hourly i don't want to go to salary and there's no way they could have made her but in this situation, right. if, if she did agree, then she agreed. Obviously, she didn't, she didn't have to. And yeah. because she agreed, she's now on salary. And salaried employees, sorry, not salaried, but managers don't have to get paid overtime by their employer. So, uh, uh, so, so that's, that's the situation, Blaze. Great. Well, thank you for your time. Thank you very much, uh, Blaze. Appreciate the call. And, uh, and, and thank you for you guys. You, you have a couple more minutes to call us. 604-280-9898, star 9898 on sale. And I just see... A call that just came in. We have Dan in Langley. How are you, Dan? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing well, thank you. Uh, what can we help with? I've just been let go from a, from a job that I've had for 14 years, management. And uh, with, you know, uh, income based on, on commission. Um, so, you know, I've made in the last, say, five years, somewhere between 250 and $400,000 a year. How would they calculate, or how should the, the severance be calculated? 
So the severance is based on your your average income. So we would usually look at a three-year average. And if over three years, let's say you make, I don't know, 300000 I'm just making up a number here, then that's the number that's going to be used to calculate your severance. Now, you've mm-hmm. been there, I think you said 14 years? Right. And, and, and how old are you then? 50, 53. So you probably are looking at as much as 16 or so months of pay based on your average income. What have they offered you? It's in negotiation at the moment. They haven't okay. come up with anything yet. Well, remember, if they're letting you go, it's on them to pay what they owe you. And, and you know, right. given the fact that you're obviously in, in, in a senior, well-paying position and you've been there for, for years, 16 easily is what I would assess. You could even be as much as 18 months pay, and it's based on your average income. Now, if if the last three years are not necessarily reflective of what you would have expected to make in, uh, going forward, then there could be flexibility. Uh, if you were to say, well, three years ago something happened, so we shouldn't look at that year, and if that makes sense, we may be able to look at a different average. But usually a three-year average is kind of a standard thing, and all components of your compensation have to be included. So obviously salary, but but yeah, benefits, commissions, car allowance, bonuses, anything and everything that you would be entitled to get as an employee has to be included as part of your severance. Uh, now, I, I how, would, is that, how is that enforced if, if the employer doesn't want to pay that? Well, it's, it's called a wrongful dismissal. You can take legal action to enforce it. And unlike other types of legal action, wrongful dismissal cases tend to be fairly straightforward, fairly simple. You give me a call, it's what I do for a living. I enforce termination entitlements. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't sit on this, obviously, because, uh, you know, your, your legal rights are there and you need that money, presumably, to, to live like the rest of us. So why don't you connect with me off air, uh, uh, Dan? We're, we're, I'm going to give you my number here because we're running out of time. I'm at uh, 1-855-821-5900. And, uh, of course, you can email me at help at employmenthour.com. Uh, and that is it for this evening. Uh, it was uh, good to take some calls and answer some questions. So uh, you can always reach me at the office. Check out severancepaycalculator.com as well. If you want to know what your rights are, if you want to know how much you should get if you lost your job. Uh, and otherwise, uh, always happy to talk. No bad questions. We'll be back here next uh, Sunday at 4 o'clock as well. This was the Employment Hour on Global News Radio 980 CKNW. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.